Seriously, I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get them? Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Friend. I wrote this song. Uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets. The way champagne tickles my nose. I love to peek outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. The French duh, not the oh, oh, duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with more. That's the French duh, not duh duh. Am I right, co-host Carl? <laughs> right, you are. So, uh, I, welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and co-host Carl. Hi, Carl. Uh, I guess I could hear you. Oh, should I speak closer to the mic? Yeah, sure. So, Carl's calling me from New Jersey. We're uh, no, no. The, the New York area. Oh, right. He's a tri-state comedian. <laughs> He's not from Connecticut, because if you're from Connecticut, you'd be a New England comedian. Mm-mm, I'm not a New England comedian. Oh, you're from the tri-state area of Connecticut? Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, up with that? How, yeah, come, how does that work? How does that, that work? What the fuck? Strange. Yeah, fucking Why asshole Connecticut. Pennsylvania a part of it? What's a Connecticut yeah, Yankee? Sister? I don't know. What's a Connecticut Yankee? A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. Yeah. Yeah. If he's a Yankee, he, he's from New York. Right. But he's also from the New England area. So fuck that guy. Uh, so anyway, what a long, exciting story. Uh, my co-host Carl is calling from New Jersey. We do have a live guest here in the studio as well. We're doing a threesome. Uh, FC Sierra is here at the studio. Hi, uh, FC. Great to have you here. Great to be here. Uh, we have Carl on the phone. Uh, co-host Carl from New, uh, the Tri-State Area Comedian. Just uh, goes by Carl. Welcome, FC. Carl with a K or Carl with a C? Ooh, that's funny you should mention that. It, it's C. F-C like, C like cool. Uh, go grab a headphone over there, FC. So uh, this show is called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie with you, uh, on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Uh, and we are two-thirds there because I'm Mike Spiegelman. You're listening to me. Uh, nope, not there. The other board right there. And you're going to watch a movie on YouTube with me while listening to this podcast at the same time. Uh, there's a lot of movies that I keep hearing about and reading about. And now thanks to YouTube, I can just watch it. I don't have to read about them in books. And we got a very rare movie today. Uh, we are going to watch a movie on YouTube. So if you have YouTube, go ahead to your Laptop, computer, desktop, mobile phone, game system, uh, hot phone, uh, I don't know, refrigerator? With Things with screens, hopefully. Yeah, anything with a screen. If you have a hot refrigerator. Well, I was trying to think of, what's a, a smart fridge? If you have a smart It's called fridge. a hot refrigerator. I'm pretty sure that's It's a, a hot refrigerator? Yeah, that's a technical term for it, too. I wonder yeah. how that works. So U.S. I, patent. What happens if I put my milk in a hot refrigerator? As good as you want cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah. there we go. I like cheese. So uh, we're all I would good. tell you, but I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, it's pre It would be spoiled. So, yeah. 
yeah, you guys, your jokes are smart. Your spoiler alert on these cheesy jokes. Uh, oh, great. Hey, well, go ahead and grab a seat. Might as well. Uh, so we also have Mean Dave here, apparently, because uh, there are tests. I bet you want a sandwich tonight. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> we're, it's just full chaos. Carl, uh, uh, catch up with us here in the studio. Mean Dave is also here. Uh, I think it's one of these two. Give me a break. Um <laughs> I forgot. Oh, Mike 3 or Mike 4. Go ahead and say hi there. <laughs> hi, man. All right. It's one of those. Let's say it again. Hi. I okay, it's the other one. There you go. I think you got All it. All right. It's one of those two. There it so, is. Okay. Let's watch a full-length movie on youtube.blogspot.com. has the movie. has the podcast link. Uh, we're on iTunes at LWA for F-L-M-O-Y-T. Thanks to you, uh, muniradio.fm for that and you can find us at muniradio.fm we broadcast live to the four pacific standard time uh here on sundays uh where the state of the union is disjointed according to this morning's uh, state of the union and we're going to watch a movie called joy of sex from 1984 oh wow and this movie uh carl what about this movie this movie has nothing to do with the big big book that was the big seller the joy of sex they had to pay all this money to get that title but it has nothing to do with the book. So uh, this is a Paramount picture, and uh, there's a lot of history on this. Uh, as you know, we like watching National Lampoon movies. Carl and I have watched two, and uh, this one was supposed to be a National Lampoon movie called National Lampoon's The Joy of Sex, I guess, a dirty love story. But it wound up being this movie instead, which never, it apparently played in theaters, but it's a video cassette, basic cable mainstay so does it have uh the cast and uh crew or the the usual people in the national lampoons movies or? there is nobody uh ultimately evolved from oh. national lampoon in this movie maybe a producer even better so uh we're gonna go ahead so if you type in please when you type in the word sex in youtube you gotta be very careful so it's joy of sex and then type in the year the movie came out which is 1984 yes and if you type it incorrectly, you might end up seeing a better video. So. Yeah, you might watch like some millennial <laughs> talk about sex. And who wants to watch those young That'd people? That'd be a joy. You think so? Young people talking about sex? That's that's actually what we do for sex now. We just go and we lay... Uh, millennials don't have sex. No, we talk about no, it, they, though. They have like sex. Really Less sex. It's a... According to Gen X uh, more than research. Me. It's like sexting, but with, uh, but with saying the words. We do that. You so you, that counts as sex? Yeah, but it's like well, yeah, it's Sometimes like phone sex, but in person. Guy. Right. Yeah. He said it exactly. <laughs> like sometimes if I'm talking like that, you know, and I get a chubby, I kind of feel like a bored. I call it a longy. That's uh, that means that I'm a, uh, you know, I'm more slender, but uh, a longer ender. This, all right. So before we start the chubby, movie, a longie, let's yeah. whip it out. Okay, so we're going to do a movie. This is hosted by a channel called 80s, 90s Movies, which, as you know, I would check out their catalog. It's very impressive. We're going to click on the Joy of Sex 1984 link and then immediately hit pause when the screen comes up while it buffers. So I'm going to hit pause. And then we'll do a countdown and we'll start this movie. Just take a moment, maybe drink a Sanka or yeah. a, a Yoohoo. Uh, Ovaltine just uh, reformulated their own uh, Would drink anyone formula? eat popcorn in a movie called The Joy of Sex? Like, during the sex scenes, do you eat the popcorn? Yeah, but you don't sprinkle, like, the flavored stuff that they sell now. 
Yeah. Because that would rob you. They, the, that's the snacks theater. at the old school porn theaters. I'm sure, I mean, not everybody's jerking off to these what things. Was, yeah, what was the whole popcorn situation in the old porn theaters? I, well, if you watch Taxi Driver, uh, which depicts them in their, oh, in their yeah. old porn theaters, so he was popcorn. hitting on the snack girl. He was hitting on the snack girl at the porn theater. Yeah, you know, so. actually, an interesting thing about it, before we start the movie, because it's still buffering for me, uh, is that that movie, the producer of that movie, that he takes a later on produced a movie for Disney called Blank Check in the 90s. Makes a lot of sense. That's the original producer of the porn movie in Taxi Driver. In Taxi Driver. Yeah. Huh. Okay, so we should see the Paramount Pictures uh, logo. It's a sign for shit. Uh, and let's go ahead and uh, we'll click it and we'll even listen to some of the audio. So I already clicked it. So one, two, three, go. So there we go, a little Paramount. And uh, we got a very 80s soundtrack on this. Carl, you you watch this, right? Yeah, I don't. Here's the music. Gotcha. Yeah, it's time for joy of sex with the '80s music. Everything's positive. Mm-hmm. There's no AIDS right now. No, there's tons of AIDS. Yeah, there's starting. a bunch of AIDS right now, but that's okay. Mostly in the gay community, though. Oh yeah. What oh, I really yeah, it appreciate about this film is that it's from a woman's point of view, like which. It's a, it's a, like, I'm horny for sex movie, which is always a guy's point of view. Right. You know, even in an ensemble piece. But not in this film. You'll see. It's from her point of view. Hmm. And she hey, wants it's it. the 80s, right? See, uh, you know, we one of the teen sex comedies of the 80s we watched, it was called Loose Screws, and the last 30 minutes was nothing more than girls getting uh, whipped cream on their asses. So this is kind of a remedy to that. That's I felt really bad. So that is, yeah, that's on YouTube. That was a widely watched movie? Screw no, it was a video cassette. You know, no, in the eighties. No, it, I watched it in widescreen, Mike. You saw you saw it in the theater, loose screws. No, no, he said it was it a widely watched. Oh movie? yeah. And I said I watched it in widescreen. Well, Carl and I grew up in a town called Montclair, and the Wellmont Theater used to show like Joysticks. I saw there all all the kind of crappy teen sex comedies. Interesting. Oh look, there he is. There's the book, The Joy of Sex. He's hiding it yeah. and this stuff. And there's Heavy Metal magazine from the eighties, which was uh, pretty cool back then. So that was the the connection. Guys, thanks for coming. We found the bond of the movie. Well, the thing is, Joy of Sex just made its cameo in this movie. So that justifies everything based on the book, oh, The Joy okay. of Sex. Oh, okay, so this is like the eat, pray, love of the 80s. That's right. Can we name okay. any other movies based on, uh, I could say, uh, He's Not That Into You? No, that's not what, a movie. What to expect when you're expecting? Julia and Julia. Julia and Julia was a cookbook book, right? It yeah. Was, yeah. Think Like a Man. Is that one? Yeah, that counts yeah, for sure. Oh, Steve yeah. Harvey. And then they, they did a number two. Which is in Vegas. Yeah. They yeah. go to the Vegas, the Think Like a Man gang. Further in Vegas. based on uh, Steve Harvey's exploits. One movie we did here from 1927 was called It. And it was based on a book called It, which was a celebrity writer talking about the sex appeal. And she shows up as herself in the hmm. movie. But it's about a woman who happens to have Not to be it. confused with Stephen King's It. No, this is not Stephen King's okay. That's actually that why he had to put Stephen King's in front of it. Yeah, no. He's like, oh, they're going to make sense. Oh, people sex are gonna, appeal of this. Yeah, this isn't that It. This isn't It. Well, he was going to call it <laughs> Shit. He goes, here you go. Yeah. And they said, no, guys, we really like this. So this is at the Richard Nixon High School, which uh, paused for laughter. I love these pants. This, uh, you know, we are going to talk over this movie. Carl and I did see this film. The sound yeah. effects in this movie is so insane. It's gratuitous. Like, anytime you want to tune us out and hear the background noise, here's the high school. You don't even have, I mean, so remember to take your vitamins. It's just, everything's noisy. No, really. 
Oh, we really? We just introduced to this character. He's a foreigner. He's from Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Ooh. He prays. He he prays to Mecca uh, here in Santa Monica. And yeah, you uh, might know this woman's face. Is, is that, that the, Colleen Is Camp? that the foreigner driving away? No, she's she's a narc in this movie. Uh, Colleen Camp? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's great in this movie. She's very aggressive. This was in between Police Academy 2 and Police Academy 4. Oh, yeah, okay. She's very aggressive. She absolutely is. And she does There's some well. really aggressive, uh, harassful women in this movie. It's not just the guys. As it should be. As the Lord made it to be. I think she was in Police yeah. Academy 2. That's right. Oh, yeah. Gum on she the was face. Uh, Tackleberry's, Tackleberry's girlfriend. girlfriend. And then right. they married. Yeah. Her, is it the family that used to punch each other? Yep. 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 Up, penis right up front. That is, that is a, one for the ladies. Four minutes into the film, uh, the uh, sex ed teacher is pulling out a picture of an erect penis. Classic double shafter. Is it? Uh, is it for the class or just for fun? Oh, it's a uh, it's it's part of the party. class. Oh, oh, she just poked a hole in that the erect one. That's not nice. Well, now he's well, circumcised. These days, Actually, that's the out. easiest way to get a piercing in. So this is a, a movie, a teen sex comedy for women because it hasn't been a single boob yet in the opening credits, but we saw a penis. Mm. That's a that's a good point, but don't they want to reaffirm their boobs? Well, I hope hopefully we'll have feminism advanced in the twenty five years since we saw this. Uh oh, nerds versus jock class. Was that an atomic wedgie? Oh no, they're friends. It isn't nerd versus jock. <laughs> Wait, the jock is friends with a nerd? Yeah. It's progressive. Seems like a Look, bullying. See friend. the glasses he's wearing, Mike. That's yeah. the director's way of saying he's okay. He's okay. Oh, right, he's a jock with glasses, so he's kind of nerdy. Oh, he's like Styles and Teen Wolf. All right, and this guy uh, is Steve Carell uh, auditioning for The Office. Or is, no, it's Rick Moranis. That is the foreigner. And oh, that's right Rick. now he's learning American ways, and that's the kind of dumb joke we're here. Mm, he should he shouldn't be wearing a suit, but he's wearing a suit. He doesn't know our formalities. He gets uh, I think he uh, the the movie uh, doesn't really torment the guy as much as Long Duck Dong and uh, Sixteen Candles. Ooh. Oh, here comes uh, Ernie Hudson. Yeah, Ernie Hudson. I heard he used to run a young village. young Ernie Hudson from nineteen. I was thinking we had no star power in this movie. Rick Moranis. He just no. Well, a guy looked like Rick. Oh, a guy who looked like him. Yeah, he was just insulting. There's some celebrities in this Clean movie. Clean Camp was technically yeah, technically you know, she was working actress. Yeah. And the the woman in this movie, she the hero hero heroine heroine. She, she, she takes like heroin. Griffin sometimes. You'll see. Oh, here is uh, Christopher Lloyd, and they waste his talent. He is funny in this, but... No, I don't think he's wasted at all. He plays a dad. He's a very multidimensional character. What is... It's true. Is he stern dad, or is he... He's the coach of the high school who warns all his uh, players, you touch my daughter who's in the high school, Mm. I'll kill you. And there is a scene, which we'll see, where the coach says chase after a guy. And so she suddenly becomes toxic. Hmm. Like, there's like a no-go. Which is... I took... As a father, I took notes. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said, this is the way to do it. It's like... Without a shotgun. That's nice. I think he's given the, the VD story. If you guys want to get herpes, you better have the best night of your life. Herpes are forever. That was the coach. That was my female coach, uh, sex ed uh, summary. She pointed to the prettiest girl and said that, you know, you could go out and be wild, but uh, it better be a good night because you'll get herpes for the rest of your life. She's going to give you herpes, this pretty girl that I'm pointing at in class. No, she said, you, if you go out and have a good night, you'll probably get uh, herpes. Oh. So you better make sure it's a great night. Okay, so here's the uh, prim and proper sex ed teacher with the uh, 
ponied up hair and the oversized glasses, and there's the boy fantasizing about her. Oh, oh, here we go. Are we about to see our first boob? Of reproduction. May I tell you, class, that in your enjoyment of this class, you will be limited only. See the sound effect? Who has see, it? Sincerely believe. Hi, I'm Liz. This is a plus minus on 80s clothes. 80s pants are good, 80s bras are terrible. Yeah, they're terrible. Oh, look, there's the book with the uh, etchings. The infamous Joy of Sex etchings. Like it might be good. I had a oh, friend who, excuse me. Ha, ha, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I was just looking at pornography in class. So was it a pornography book, this Joy of Sex thing? No, it's a it's a guide. It's a, it's like a, a board housewife's guide. Sounds like propaganda. No, I, I take that back. I take that back. Uh, <laughs> no, it's board no, house you husband. You got it. You're right on the money. No, it's a house husband it book. It wasn't pornography, but if you remember in the times, Mike, you and I lived it, yeah. there wasn't a lot of sex around. It was a magazine. There was no internet. So it, was, it wasn't pornography. It was, but Gateway it porn. Was. But dur- it, was just, it had a good excuse. I call it gateway porn. So uh, this book came out during the 70s. Instagram does that now. So there's no pictures. No, there's some, some illustrations. perfect. It's gateway porn. It's, uh, it's, yeah, right. Well, that's all those video guides and uh, uh, Super 8 movies are all instructional guides to sex, which just basically shows it. Uh, but this this book was like, uh, it reminds me of the joy of jogging. What was it? The jogging book? The guy who died from jogging? Uh, James Fix or whatever his name was? Oh, he I was do, like the Forrest Gump. close attention at the time. Okay, well, the, during the 70s, there was all these like EST self-help books, and then there was like jogging, there was a book on how to jog, and then the joy of sex came along, and it all kind of clicked, you know, it's all these like ways yeah. you can uh, to have uh, have fun. I do know, I have a friend who's a... Oh, uh, shit. Fire. Did not burn her bra. <laughs> yeah, look at her hair, is perfect. Fire sexy. If this movie was directed by a man, her bra would have been burnt off. <laughs> right, and they would have done that boing sound like a spring. Yeah, right. Pop. There's a lot of sound effects in this movie. I shouldn't have seen that scene. Right, let's take a listen. You see, what are we doing right now? We're seeing the women's side. We're seeing three generations of women. Uh, yeah. Four guys are watching this movie right now. If you yeah. ever wanted to be a daughter on the wall. Is that just a, a big sink that they're in? Yeah, they they bathe in there too. That is a nice sink. That is a classy like. This was all shot in Santa Monica, and I think they just went to someone's house and just said, "Yeah, Do you mind if we There's put Christopher Lloyd Christopher on your couch?" So this connects because there he was making a joke about sex head, and he's actually the main character's dad. So, so what a wrinkle. This is this takes place in their mod- in nineteen eighty four modern day. All right. Yeah. This is present day about present day teens. Because he has like a 19... That shirt could be on a dad from the last 40 years of movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, that stance, too. Yeah, Ed O'Neill watched this movie several mm. times. Yeah. Yeah. I'm eating my chips. <laughs> it was Christopher Lloyd who came up with putting his hand in his pants during the outtakes of the scene. Yeah, you got to involve it in body hair. you got to okay. touch your own body. Here's some parent Mike, sex. Oh, I was going to say, that's, line, okay, that's his wife. Sure. <laughs> sure. Right. So sure. I, couldn't really see. I couldn't really see. I'm like, is that his daughter? Yeah. <laughs> no wonder he's trying to keep yeah. these kids up. Joy of sex is the going only, a little far. The only time Dave's quiet is because he can't see the movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, here we are. We're at a bar, which his brother owns. And uh, he can go into this bar. He's a high school student, and he hangs out at his brother's bar. Well, his brother doesn't own it. He's a worker there. He's a bartender there. The owner's a real slime. 
Yes, but isn't it against the law to have a high school kid in a bar? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is not a but realistic movie. It was 1984 movie. law, Mike. You remember. It's like, just won't poke your court. Yeah. Never. I was five years old. My dad would take me into the bar. Yeah, so, I, I had a couple moments yeah, like that. But yeah. I do remember that um, the age of consent for alcohol increased in New York City, wasn't it? It was 18 and then went to 21. Could you still buy Lucy's back then? Yeah, sure. You could just uh, go to your, the counter. You could buy cigarettes for your dad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Even beer, probably right. some place. With a note, right? Mean, please give me and Dave a six pack of beer. I didn't. Of- I never did buy beer for my dad, but he, he was <laughs> he was trying to be a good dad. <laughs> well, we would have we would have kids uh, friends that their parents would be like, "Here's ten bucks for dinner." Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then the parents would be nowhere to be seen. Hmm. Yeah, get yeah. kidnapped, kid. Have a fun day. Eat or be eaten. Oh, this guy looks kind of squeezy. Let's put up the sound here. That guy wrote the book on how to strike out. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he wasn't as cool as I thought. Is the name of the book The Joy of Sex? <laughs> yeah. And that guy wrote the book. Is right. Wrong movie. I'm in the wrong movie. It's supposed to cameo in the second studio. Yeah, I, you know, one thing about watching movies that are based on manuals, and there was all, everything you wanted to know about sex but afraid to ask, the Woody Allen movie from the 60s. I said, how did these movies end? You know, like, here, I guess they're setting up an actual story that's tangentially connected, but usually it's like, where do you go from there? Like, You mean, how did the movie itself end, or how did, how did these movies stop being made? Well, I mean, I just think, like, you have to create a strong story, because if it's based on a manual, it's not going to have a strong not finish. Setting yeah. up for a sequel, The Joy of Herpes, or The Joy of Parenting, and then you're there. Or do the... the Charlie Kaufman route of adaptation and just write yourself that's, masturbating into the story. There you go. That's yeah. a that's a great example. That would be one way of doing a book. Yeah. Is his way. Uh, oh, so, I like that one. But the sequel to the joy of the joy of parenting. The joy of parenting would not be a movie I would want to watch. Although we did watch Parents Kiss in this movie, so I'm, I'm kind of yeah, right there. It's that. already looking pretty good. Well, except you have to Christopher. Mike, what did you think of that storyline where Christopher Lloyd, like, he does, he never wants to do it, and she like tricks him into it. It's not a seduction, but how does he trick? Like, oh, he's got you away. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, so she, I, I should mention that she has a mole on her breast, and she's reading a magazine article, and she may think this is the WebMD of it at the time. She may mm-hmm. think she has cancer, so oh, she's checking her breast. Paul, will you move? There we go. Finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay, there you go. That's it. And you can see that uh, 14 minutes into the film. That's why this is PG-13. Yeah, it was, very, it was like PG-11 for yeah. all they show. Oh. Uh, it was an erotic boob. No, no, she was, was checking on him for a mole, and she wasn't, it wasn't showing. Like, even when they go purposes. for the cleavage, they still are checking to see if she has melanoma. That's, yeah, right, that's, it's all medical. So, yeah, there's a... It's for health. I have concerns. Well, I'm your friend, and I'll get. Okay, so this guy is total skeevy. This doctor? Uh, I mean, it's funny, but it's not really funny. Well, there we go. So he puts his glasses on and checks out her boobs. I'm only checking for raised areas. It's just, I'm, and he's saying, like, I'm only looking for raised areas. Let me touch your boobs. It's just my job. I'm only checking for coloration. Mm. <laughs> his eye level is like every other level. Pretty dark and sinister, huh? Now, now, Leslie, although you're fair-skinned and light-eyed and prone to the ill-fated melanoma, 
This is only Lentigo. Huh? Medical terminology for harmless spots. Prone to melanoma? All right, so that I need, you needed to hear that because Benign. they're not gonna, they're not going to get back to this plot for another 45 minutes. Oh, so this is no, like... No, they are. It happens right now, Mike. This is the inciting no, but, incident. But she... overhear him. Oh, so so all right, I got you. So his son, because he tells her it's harmless, right. but then he's gonna have a conversation about a bu- something else, and she's gonna think that the three company So this is this weird sound editing. Great pair of bulbs. Yeah, you just hear that. Gonna wither and die. So she mistook uh, the the doctor talking about plants. Uh. In a, as as her own mortality. Okay, well then she doesn't bring that up until another hour. So this is like no. the the Jaws exactly. way of doing it. Yeah. Like they're they're hiding it, and then you yeah, know, once you see the boobs, you're gonna be like, oh wow, it's a monster. That's cool. It's only hinting a menace of boobs in this movie. Mm-hmm. The menace. Now what happens here is she's absolutely nice to her parents and nice to her sister, who she always fights with. Moment of clarity. Now she knows she's gonna die, and they're like, oh, what's going on? You don't think Christopher Lloyd's cool in this movie? He's playing a dad. He's got his shirt unbuckled, uh, buttoned at the table. He's telling boring stories that his family has to hear. I enjoyed his performance. Ooh. That was my best Christopher Lloyd. Uh... That was pretty good. So far, it's been more the joy of cancer than the joy of sex. Or... Yeah. Well, I, now that she you knows bring she's people in die, with the sex, was, you keep Mike, them with what does she resolve to do? <laughs> Right, now that she knows she's going to die, she uh. wants the result to have sex. Uh-huh. Lose her oh, that's what, okay. So, so that's but the thing. Premise, but it, isn't this the storyline of every other movie from the early... There was a movie called Lemon uh, Popsicle, which kind of the same premise from Israel, and there was like seven sequels. And then there was The Last American Virgin, which I never saw, which I think had the same premise or something. Huh. Stupid but, me. I was watching Star Wars around this time. Yeah, well, so. we were worried about, uh-oh, the wacky glue bandit had See, struck again. No nipples. No nipples in this whole movie. Way to go. Way to go, That's America. A good point. Well, they covered it up with teacups. The announcement, like, uh, the way this movie works in episodic scenes, it will cut back to the school and there'll be an announcement that the wacky glue bandit has struck again and something will be super glued. So the number of times the bandit strikes, it depends on the number of scene changes in this movie. So they keep coming back to school 15 times the wacky bandit's gonna strike 15 more times so they so. basically told the screenwriter your draft is 15 pages too short <laughs> like, we need okay. 15 more scenes <laughs> yeah <laughs> we need a beeline all right so like, they, I like the way this guy works. He beat off into the pages and then typically <laughs> oh, had a fucking moment of inspiration. <laughs> hey, how come this page thirty four is stuck to page thirty five? A uh, wacky glue. Well, it doesn't taste like wax. Oh, so here we go. They're they're uh, pranking the foreigner. Don't let that happen to you. Okay. How's it going, Farouk? Wow, ladies like uh, Farouk. Ladies like Farouk. These guys are late for their Mountain Dew commercial audition. These four. Oh, here's Colleen Camp, right? Or no? Hi, I'm Pushy. She's the ex-girlfriend. She's kind of like uh, Laura Flynn Boyle in Wayne's World. She was foxy back then. Now, she's a cop, so this is multi-layered, you know. Oh, right. Oh, right. It's Colleen. So, wait, she's a cop and she dated the jock? She's 21 Jump Street in this, huh? Yeah, she is 21 Jump Street in this. Mod Squad. Ah. See that guy there? He sells mushroom. Oh, right. His name is Mushroom because he's uh, circumcised. He's on the north right now. 
talking yes. to Huggy Bear on the street. Well, she talks like Mae West throughout this entire movie. It's really weird. Uh, wow. That's why you need, to get, you need to get a manogram and get checked. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise... They did find bumps. Didn't listen to the doctor. Anything that's protruding from the skin. I guess that's what they were going for. She, was a, she wasn't an A or a B cup. She was like more like a teacup. A teacup. Someone oh. super glued a teacup to Venus and Milo and they sawed it off. So people were not watching the movie along with us. Uh, these are all good jokes. So they go to a... <laughs> this just has to be a context. So they're at a diner and they're using a jukebox. Uh, and a jukebox is a record player that you pay for. They still have those. Jukeboxes? This is when she's telling her she's resolved to get laid. Ooh, oh, yeah. That's why she's wearing red now. Like. I'm going to get Freudian on you. I'm going to go grab my cigar real quick. I'll be right back. All right. <laughs> Mean Dave in the fourth chair. Oh yeah. As soon as they wear red, you know they're they're giving up their morals. Well, they're gonna get killed in uh, outer space. Oh, that's Star Trek. So listen to this. Like the sound effect is crazy. There's like so much noise in the background. Oh, well, I got the music too. Yes, he just touched him and flew out. I kind of want to eat at this place. The menu's on the wall, and it looks like all kind of good foods. They serve food in baskets. Food in the 80s was good. With wax paper. Who's this guy? Is that He's Bruce Mushroom. He sells drugs. Guy. It only takes one knock to ruin your whole day. Really? Gnarly. She's just a gnarly. Gnar? I think she said gnarly. I think she said gnar. Gnar. She might have been one of the first people to do that. Oh, that is so gnar of her. Yeah. I say gnar all the time. I'm totally gnar. I'm I'm gnarled up. Yeah, you're yeah, well that's a lot of energy you have. Okay, so we're at the diner oh I see. Here comes the boys. And these boys are all virgins too. <laughs> hey, catch that. Tits and drugs. Give me a break. Hey, check that out. Tits and drugs. I love you. Kevin, <laughs> you lunatic. You think too much. That's your problem. Rob Lowe! I've been told that before. Is that really Rob Lowe? That's Rob Lowe. That's Rob Lowe. Leslie. Yeah, I guess. Star power in this movie. It's not, it's not Rob Lowe. It looks like, you know, I thought the same last night when I watched this movie. Right. And then he did like a little turn and there, there was too much like jaw for Rob Griffin. Lowe. Mm-hmm. It's Bob Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Lowe. Yeah. It's Rob Lowstein. Introducing this is be a very different film when they, like when it was being talked about in like the Hollywood offices. This is going to be John Belushi's film. It's going to be directed by Penny Marshall and written by John Hughes. Oh, yeah, wow. it's. Uh, it was going to be National Lampoon. It was going to be huge. So this movie it, was. It what, was starring John Belushi in. Yeah. In the young woman's part. No, uh, Carl. Uh, what's no. Your, uh, Belushi's role in this movie? Okay, so. What we're watching right now is not the script that they were working on at the time. At the time, Joy of Sex was going to be a boy one, and it was going to be John Belushi lusting after girls on a college campus. And uh, he was in a diaper. That was going to be the, the money shot. Is that well, jump? Yeah, but check it out. That wasn't even in the script. For some reason, they wanted that on the poster. Now, this is where it gets a little bit morbid. The Internet wants to blame John Belushi's dad on this movie. Really? How so? Okay, so John Belushi turned the movie down seven times, 
okay? That's, and then he eventually said, oh, all right, I'll do it. But, so, Carl, i got to mention, this was during, I read this in the in the book, Wired. Right. This is during Wired. the low end of his career. This is 84, and he passed away yeah. in, what, 83, 84? Yes. Um, I don't remember when, but, yeah, like now. Like, yeah. I didn't graduate high school, and he was alive. So Belushi's already dead by the time this movie's out. Basically. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But he, yeah. So, Mike, I wanted to read you this. It's a sentence from the internet, okay? Okay. Um, he eventually accepted the part, but the depression overcompromised his integrity set it and sent him into the days-long bender that ended with his overdose. So the internet just blamed him saying, I'll do this movie, this crap, on his death. I don't know if that's cool. That's crazy. So he had he survived that weekend, and uh, with all due respect, he would be in this movie. I think so, yeah. I think he just had a hard day. I don't think it was his integrity. <clears throat> he said, you know what? I'm going to go on a bender because the only movie proposition I have is Noble Rot with... Uh, and a uh, diaper. Wait, wait, wait. He did it to hurt us. Okay, so look, the uh, wacky bandit has struck again, and he put super glued uh, Mr. Potato Heads on the uh, trophies. Oh, and there's our foreigner praying to... Yeah, uh, he's praying. Okay, so he's Farouk a Muslim, has like right? a... Uh, what's his name? Dr... What's the Eddie Mer- Nutty Professor? He has like the the evil version of the Nutty Professor look. Going. Oh, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you know, I always thought I I thought he was like kind of the the character from the '70s show, the foreign exchange student. Yeah, yeah, but he little has a Fez thing going. Yeah, Fez. But it, you know, he actually comes across as a human being. I, I do think maybe because uh, Martha. So this movie, Carl mentioned, it was going to be a National Lampoon movie. It was going to have Belushi in it, and it was going to be Penny right. Marshall's the. Uh, directorial debut yeah. which she turned down Martha Coolidge fresh off from the greatest movie ever made Valley Girl which is why Valley we're watching Girl. this movie she made she this and set. yeah you know what there's a lot of the same actors from Valley Girl in this and it would have followed Valley Girl but it never really got theatrically released from what I recall I mean it might have but it's always been like a no, cape it did and, uh, it, Martha it Coolidge. made five million dollars it, it, it was in the theaters it was in like the theater two weeks mm-hmm Paramount huh. put it out, yeah. August of. Martha Coolidge has gone on to be the first uh, uh, female uh, president of the Directors Guild of America. And she's uh, she's made a couple. The last movie I saw on her list was uh, Material Girls with the Duff Sisters from 2006. But she's made a bunch mm, of good movies. Classic. And yeah, I've actually mis- said that this movie was directed by Susan Snyderman in an earlier podcast. And I apologize if anyone actually oh, remembers that. But it's... Uh, <laughs> really what a gaff. Oh, my God. What a gaff. Oh. Oh, oh, that was in episode 12, I think, and this is episode 41. And what an evolution I do. I have a guest on the phone who can't see the movie anyway. Uh, but uh, So anyway, someone just got punched out and there's blood on the floor. Okay, so... The, oh, there's the van, the, the uh, wacky glue guy. Oh, so this has the sound effects of the hissing of the gas. Uh, there's the sexy uh, sex ed teacher. Now, I'm going to get some Melanie Griffin... Vibes. See, it looks like Rob Lowe over there again, right? Yeah. And also, you get Melanie Griffin vibes off of the uh, um, the our heroine. Do you see how out of focus it is? It helps it look like Rob Lowe. I think that is, yeah. He's a lot doing of poor man's Rob Lowe. That's good. This this movie definitely uh, it's it's shot differently than other films. Like, there's no. Uh, it is very kind of claustrophobic and such. Why do so many movies uh, related to school take place in the science room? 
Well, because they're talking about sex. He's talking about the sex species of animals. Each part then regenerates a whole worm. Duh. Reproduction has taken place asexually. Oh, here he is. Eric March. 80s punk rocker. Eric March. This is your fourth tardy this week. This is how I dress Carl in high school. Yeah, we've been cutting some worms. The kid doesn't care so much that he wears like new That's cool. Hey, yo, Hindenburg. Yeah, right. Everyone is like wearing uh, shirtless, uh, sleeveless uh, tank tops, and he comes in with a leather jacket. I don't care. Well, I just tied in. three things around my belt loops. I don't care about anything. You know what's interesting about this? The teacher is that I thought like she would take her glasses off and remove the pencils from the back of her hair and, and like cut loose, but she doesn't actually. She gets really upset that all these guys talk about uh, is uh, sex. That all these uh, young teenagers think about sex. Understandably, they're around. Remember at the end, like there's the dance. Doesn't she like do something? Come out. I I have to say I stopped watching the last ten minutes. I wanted to be surprised on this show, but yeah, she probably does. She took a swig off of the guy's booze. What? And she was cool about it. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Oh, booze. Okay. Oh yeah, maybe she's like, well, I would drink too if I had to teach kids. He looks so much like. Hey, my name's Rob Lowe. I'm here. Yeah, I'm Rob Lowe. Are you really? Yeah, man. Just kidding, I'm Chad Lowe. <laughs> I love that. Oh, wow. That's the original Cable Rob Lowe. Oh, so here's like the aggressive uh, Colleen Camp. No puff, puff, huh? She's hot, no puff, puff. She talks Ooh, like Mae spicy. West. I guess I'm just naturally hard. Hi. She's just a close talker? Well, that's okay, too, I guess. Talk like uh, Mae West. People get stoned. For doing something such as this, it seems I'm pretending I'm from another country. An punishment. And another you know, decade. Getting stoned is like smoking pot. Grass. Yeah. Brass. Oh. oh, yeah, okay, that I know. Brass. I like how he turned that into like three him. syllables. Brass. <laughs> yeah, I have a good arm. He says you really stand out. Maybe the sex was better than the weed in the 80s. Are they doing pot in this one too? They smoke a doobie, I think. What's well, that? They talk in her about hair? it. That is um, an 80s fashion. I think she had a balloon tied to her hair and the balloon got loose. <laughs> yeah, it came off and it was in a she tree no for a while. This is a really low production value if they didn't miss that. You know, her dad is missing in action and that's the ribbon that reflects it. Oh, you know, that's yeah. that's important. Yeah. You know, For the troops, by the way, this whole podcast. For the <laughs> troops. They're going on a date. It's arranged. Yeah, and it's funny because you figure like uh, he'd do it out of cruelty, but I think he actually wants to be on a date. There's less resistance when they're semi-conscious. <laughs> that was just a... <laughs> I, you heard that correctly. That's uh, from Bill Cosby's Joy of Sex. <laughs> the co- Joy of Cos. Co- cosplay, as it were. Cosplay. <laughs> These are good jokes. These are good jokes. It's just need the, you need them in context. Yes. This show, I would say it's slow. It's like the slowest show we've ever done. It's a show about sex, and man, we are just like, come on, let's wake up. So right now, the mom's saying, you have to be nice to our exchange student and take him along on your date. And he's like, mom, uh, you're such a jerk off. So now he has to figure out a date for Farouk and get himself out on a thing? Well, He's a Farouk's the third wheel. For four, for Farouk, he'll, he'll be in the car. 
Oh, Farouk's tagging along your date? That's worse. Third wheel, yeah. Cock block. Can we just call it? He's cock blocking. Yeah. That term hadn't been invented yet. Um, mm. Right. Maybe he's a wingman and it's part of the Hi, game. I'm Melanie Griffith. Oh, hi, I'm Rob Lowe. <laughs> and I'm Rick uh, Moranis. Exactly. So, you know, I was thinking around IMDb, of course, and they do say that Martha Coolidge kind of disowns this movie and almost put Alan Smithy uh, <laughs> right on it. <laughs> They're going to the graveyard. Yeah, they stole her vision. That's the problem. <laughs> let's, uh, let's Similar thing happened in American History X. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I guess some of their friends are going to wait for Farouk. In the graveyard. This is where they shot 8mm right here. That's where the... Uh... If this movie took place like, you know, 18 years later, that kid is terrified of going up to this graveyard. Yeah, it's not a good thing when your white friends drive you to a graveyard in the middle yeah. of the night. You don't want to go. No, Farouk, we do this all the time. This Farouk. is how we date in my country. <laughs> it's initiation. <laughs> Ninth green at nine trick. So they're That's making out while Farouk watches. Well, yeah, they tell Farouk, they're like, hey, why don't you make, make something up? And he goes, oh, I get it. Take a walk. Um, in Abu Dhabi, we have a game. It's called, uh, how you say it, uh, sit on the bottle. Farouk, isn't it about prayer time in Abu Dhabi? He's trying to get her to sit on the bottle. It's oh. up in Abu Dhabi. Okay, okay I, I get you now. Okay, so Matt. he's going to get out of here. All right. I go pray. All right. I gotta, I, go. I gotta get some acting out. tips from Fisher Stevens. <laughs> Short Circuit, Fisher Stevens, Short Circuit 2. He was all over that, right? Mm-hmm. He was a... Uh, Not a Fisher Stevens guy. Oh. Is that... That's who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah the guy who played... He's a white dude played the Indian. Yeah, yeah. And Short Circuit. And he was the star of Short Circuit 2. Yeah. This was a... This is all pre-Soul Man? Steve Thomas Howell? Oh my god, I recently rewatched Soul Man. You know what's interesting and uh, I found out in IMDb is that during that time uh, the movie came out, uh, Barack Obama was a student at Harvard Law School. Oh, wow. And he became president. He probably kind of looked a little bit like C. Thomas Howell in that movie, too. <laughs> he they, inspired it, yeah. <laughs> that's so weak. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's the 80s response, I guess. They're like, let's make a comedy about it. Well, I mean, it hasn't gotten any better. Farouk, I only remember that name as... That was one of the names Ron Simmons in the WWE used uh, when he was in a tag team. And uh, so that's... Uh, Inspired by this That's movie. what I'm thinking, yeah. It's like, you know, Joy of Sex. Damn. I'll be Farouk. One of the things about Joy of Sex is that the book has illustrations, and they're pretty, like, tame, like, uh, etchings. And I have a friend who's a barfly who would always say, like, you know the line, like, why don't you come over to my place and check out my etchings? Mm. Well, he had actual etchings in his apartment, and it was pictures of men and women having sex, mm. like, like these drawings. Hey. So you would say, come over to my apartment to see my etchings. And they come over and go, hey, let me check out the etchings. And I drew like, porn. Yeah, I drew yeah. porn. That's interesting. I like how this guy's thesis was, you know, if they're asleep, they're less resistant, okay, and now he's trying to take her to a graveyard, which is like, if we could be around dead people, maybe you could act more quiet. Why can't you just lay there? <laughs> oh, their, their car went to reverse in the graveyard. Oh, Farouk's While they're making out. This is the plot of Final Destination 3. This scene. 
Oh, and their car went into the graveyard. And there is her dad. It's gonna yeah, kill her dad. Yeah, I know. Speaking of the joy of sex. Mm-hmm. See, that's a good premise. Your dad is a coach of the high school, and therefore you'll never mm-hmm. get laid in high school. Yeah. Because he'll kill everybody. Right. Current girlfriend. Uh, that was her story. What? Tell me. Tell me the story. Oh, her father was a, a coach and the vice principal. So she went to a different high school her first couple years. Didn't work out. Then she went to the new high school where she was vice principal's kid. Basically, scarlet letter. You know. Well, like everybody we, knew she was a slut. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. They get boned religiously, like mm-hmm. and when that happens. So she get. Wait a minute. I'm confused. So she had an active sex life. No. No. Jesus, Mike. Okay, well, that's what I'm saying. Mine out of the gutter, man. Come on, dude. Yeah. You you said the. Okay, so Carl didn't feel that. Dave didn't feel it. So let me get this straight. So hurtful. Let me get this straight. Sis, he was. Oh, Carl is three thousand miles away, but he is much closer to my my heart and what I'm saying right now, which is <laughs> which is what really hurts. Is it? Uh, what's the weather like over there in the tri-state? It's cold and it sucks and it's a little damp. It's a rainy day. It's not really rainy. It's just kind of like misty. We had a bad we had a bad rainy day in uh, San Francisco. Boy, was it rainy! I'll tell you, it was so rainy in San Francisco. Oh, look! The wife is drying him. Okay. Look at this. Like she said, now what she's going to manipulate him into sex right She's going to stick it in right now. So within a year of this, he's playing Doc Brown. Right. This is Doc Brown in his underwear. This past month, I just. I just hate to. They cut the scene out of Back to the Future 1. Whoa. She's giving him the old, you know, Henry Hill, I need some money. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's definitely got tricked into that. Oh, all right. 1.21 gigawatts. (laughs) (laughs) River Jibber there. Young white male. Okay, meanwhile, here's an underage boy drinking at a bar. And his drinks, I don't know if there's alcohol in them. He sits like he's an old bar fly. Yeah, he has the resigned stoop of a dingy room alcoholic. So the bartender has a a lay, a Hawaiian lay over him. And this guy still has that fucking nose brace. Right? Like, Oh, that was like six scenes ago. Yeah. The wacky bandit's been going off since then. I wonder who the wacky bandit is. Cheer up, sunshine. Didn't Renata say something about a raise? Oh, that slimy cheese bag. He wants to talk it over in a room. Man, he tries anything. A mace's face. That mace. Yeah, do you remember what really happened, Mike? Maybe. With her? I don't, I don't even know who she is. I watched this movie yesterday. At the end of the thing, right? Okay. She totally sleeps with him to get, like, a raise and benefit. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And it works. That's a good moral. Yeah, but she's allowed to do it on her terms, which is progressive, and you can appreciate. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to just go to some back room. No, she's getting Bennies. Bennies. This is a working lady. I like Bennies, man. Oh, so he's on uh, the Mike. Yeah. You know, Charles Grodin was uh, was once commissioned to write this script. To write the script. Whoa. Yeah. And he wrote it about a writer struggling to adapt a famous sex manual into a movie. Charlie Kaufman. <laughs> like Charlie, Charlie Kaufman. Kaufman, yeah. Yeah, that's a, a dedication right there. <laughs> Not more masturbating. 
So the script was rejected and sold to another studio. And anyway, there's a film he did apparently called Movers and Shakers. That that became his that script. His script became that movie. That's a good no, movie. Very very underrated movie. Steve Martin is very funny in that movie. Really? Yeah, Movers Shakers. It's I missed that Groden. I lo- yeah, I that's enjoy, a, that's prime Groden. Okay. All right, you know what? Let's go. Uh, this movie's going nowhere for me, but well, let's keep playing it. I'm gonna go ahead and check YouTube and see if movie movers and shakers are in there because that is a terrific. I just film. I just watched the lonely the lonely guy the other night. And, oh, yeah, he's wonderful. He's in that wonderful. Movie. In I always that. love that line. That, Have you ever thought about getting a dog? <laughs> after his after some lady shoots him down, it was uh, I always like how he follows up with that. All right, let's see. Mover and shakers, 1985. There's the trailer. Yeah, I remember that line. It was really hilarious. You yeah. know, if you're talking about getting a dog. Getting a dog. <laughs> remember, he goes up to the lady and he says, like, I really want a deep connection with someone. And she, he goes on and on. Yep. He goes, oh, that's great. I just wanted to get laid. I just wanted to get laid. Exactly. <laughs> oh, this is that what I thought. Really All right. It's not it. There is a, a bootleg copy of it. So it's a bunch of crap. You wanted to switch movies? No, not switch movies. I just want to see if Movers and Shakers is available. On we're we're back. There's the the nurse, sexy nurse. Hey. Oh right, he got assaulted in the uh, uh, at the hotel, and she, she has to deal with this guy. Who's this guy? Wait, what's happening here? Oh, you know. Oh, I know. That's the owner of the. He's the owner of the Polynesian place. I forget exactly this plot point. Why he's hiding in the closet? Like he went in there with a the girl. And Early my like, little hi, that the boss. Huh? Oh no! I always come on time. Jesus! If only all women could say the same. Uh, that yeah. might be Joe Unger. I can't really see very well, but uh, Joe Unger's in this movie, and I know him from uh, from a, a, a star turning role in Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three. Oh so, really? Yeah, I, I always liked his role in that, and so I always pay attention when Joe Unger's in something because he wasn't in much. That's that yeah. didn't that wasn't with Dennis Hopper, right? That was the one after. Uh, that was after. Yeah, Dennis yeah. Hopper was in the uh, was in part two. Part two. Yeah. You want something else, Sunshine? I've seen. Uh, I don't think I've seen Leatherface part two. It's 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 a borderline Alan Smythe level uh, ending. Really, just the ending makes no sense, but uh, it wasn't bad. What's the ending? It, they fucked it up because they uh, they brought back a character who was already killed. And without explaining why, like you, you saw him get axed and sliced in half by a right. chainsaw, and then he po- It's Ken Foree who's known now in the Rob Zombie movies. He's he's been in Devil's Rejects and stuff. And um, but yeah, and, and then the, he's alive. He's alive at the they they botched the ending. This guy Jeff Bird directed Leatherface, and because New Line was trying to bring back their uh, bring back that franchise, and it's actually not a bad movie through the first two thirds of it. But then when they got to the when they got to the ratings board, oh you know spoiler alert it's violent and it's very bloody and uh and so they were having trouble with the ratings uh with too many too much uh too much gore in it and so then they ended up having to chop up a lot of different see Viggo Mortensen's in it that was one of his early oh, roles man. too and he, he played a good role in it it's actually a good a good horror movie with the exception of they just screw up the ending because uh they bring this character back out of nowhere uh with this ending that totally didn't fit with uh because the girl ended up I mean she got away but the way they uh, they 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 explained what the previous written ending was, and it made more sense. They just didn't know what they were doing. They were trying to they were trying to uh, New Line was has made has a history of making a lot of bad moves. A lot of bad so. Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequels. So 
The yeah. second one was directed by the original director, but that was Toby Hooper. He was he was trying to have fun with that yeah, one, it was and he clearly a did. Yeah, it was, was a lot, lot of Pepsi. Yeah, the, lot the, of Pepsi none of them none of them uh, matched the first one. Obviously, have but. you ever seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation? Yeah, I own it too. I own the worst Texas. I own all of them because I'm I'm is a fan the, of the the story and all that. Tell, tell is that the Reese Witherspoon? It's Reese. Wi- yeah, no, not Reese. Wi- uh, Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger. Matthew McConaughey. That was your notable movie before Jeremy. And it's horrible. It's it's. I mean it's hard to watch even because it's just so and the story went that their agents sued the producers to mm-hmm. keep that movie from surfacing yeah 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 at the time both actors that are were on the ascent one of the original screenwriters went off and wrote that screenplay like i think it was one of the guys who worked on the original who didn't stay on uh, who obviously didn't work on two or three uh it was his adaptation of it and then somebody directed it and then they it just it just was bad how many times have you seen the original the original i can't even remember i've seen it at least like 50 times probably i I enjoy it it. i saw it for the first time uh, start to finish in one sitting this year Mm. otherwise i had seen it in bits and pieces and i was like oh this is this is effective this is yeah the whole dinner scene and the watch that movie from beginning to end it's just so grueling the whole the grandfather particularly is the grossest character I think I had seen like yeah. up to that point in history of movies. Yeah. Like, sure, more have come after that, but they seem it's to have lot yeah, spun off that. from there. Yeah. He's funny, that. too. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, part of the... The suck in the finger? Oh, yeah. The grandfather. Uh, oh, the grandfather. Oh, You're yeah. talking about the grand... Yeah, oh, the grandpa. grandfather's sick. Yeah. The dad is the one who I think is funny. But yeah, they have a lot of humor in the... With that, this kind of... Not so, or pretty subtle. Carl, what's your favorite uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie? Don't say the beginning. The original. The, the original, original, of course. Can you do Can you do John Larroquette for me? I no, I can't really. I know I do stuff like that. This is though. a true story. Listen, the one in which the guy came back to life. Can you just see like the Hollywood meetings and you know they're screening it? What the fuck is this? You know, <laughs> we're going to press. I don't care. Call Call Marty. We're going to press. That's not the right word, right? We're releasing this. It's dropping. You know, the worst movie, though, I, you talk about Hollywood, is that why would you have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning? Are you trying to tell me that there's going to be any kind of conflict or resolutions about these horrible people, or are they going to survive so they can get to the original movie? Yeah, you want to you you be able to see what started them to getting up to killing that but, amount of people. What if see, there was eight people in the family? Leatherface get it. And everyone gets saved, but in no. the beginning, I know he's not going to. Yeah, he's going to live. He's going to live. So yeah. what the fuck am I? It's watching? like get rich or die trying. That's why I never watched Fifty Cent's movie based on his life because he's, you know he's, he's alive. He's it's alive. based on his right. life. He yeah. said die trying. I'd root for die trying ever the entire time. Like you're giving the ending away. Well, he actually just is middle class and he shoots himself uh, during middle age depression. So yeah. yeah, he tried though. Yeah. Which they tried middle, uh, fucking middle income Leatherface, and that really didn't work out. He's just uh, like a. Texas Sad. suburb. Yeah, he just goes out and cuts a lot of trees at the back of his house. <laughs> that could have just been the next generation, actually. <laughs> He's playing a lot of virtual stab uh, with his family, you know. Yeah. Big duck hunt guy. So, is, it, is there any sex going on yet in this movie? Nothing. Or no? Yeah. Well, yeah, we were just. Oh, you because I mean because it keeps on getting interrupted. Something wrong? No, no. Still, I mean, I, I can't even see the we're movie anymore. I'm kind of like you right now, Carl. Yeah, uh, uh, Carl. Well, this Me- guy here was in Bachelor Party with Tom Hanks. Oh, right. He was the asshole. Guy. You know, uh, I think you're acting like an asshole. Oh, am I? <laughs> yeah, right. And he got a hand job in a car. No, he was about to kiss and some guy's ass, his ass falls into the car. Oh, he was car. in the car? Yeah, well, he was in the car. It was his ass. Oh, it was his ass. Oh, it was that guy. Yeah. I got you. 
He was the the boyfriend where they goes. I, I could give you like a blender. So this this is the famous Blue Light Club or whatever the fuck we're going to watch Blue Burners Club. Uh, they are going to light their own farts with Zippos and cause a blue flame. Is this the first time this was done on film? What other uh, cinematic examples are there of lighting your own farts? I'm thinking of uh, 90s versions and stuff like that. Yeah, well, go ahead. Name one. I I can't even think of one. Someone lights their own fart. Maybe it's the butthead do America. Yeah. Maybe. Not Uh, in America. I think they did it. Dumb and Dumber had a pretty big one. Probably. Light your own farts. Terrence and Yeah, where he's uh, one. Terrence and Phillip, right. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, Dumb and Dumber is where he's doing it at the party in front of all his perspective. That's right, he did. He did dancing. in the dream sequence. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. So they. I had friends who did it in real life. And then but. yeah, I've seen the Jackass movie. People. Who do has it done stuff. that in real life? Uh, my buddy Victor. Uh, his what he said right afterward inspired a name for one of my bands. I think there's some damage. So. <laughs> Ass damage. Yep. And then there's the the famous viral video that was one of the first big YouTube ones of the guy putting a bottle rocket up his butt and then trying to let it go and it doesn't really fly away that was me oh you know what is that the guy where they stomp on his crotch 20 years later this guy has really become something they I stomp it so. out on his crotch yeah, yeah I think I, my buddy yeah, used yeah, that in a video I, I, I thank you not to bring it up again why <laughs> uh, no, no, just, you know. let me tell you you know 20 years later it really fucking hurt <laughs> looking back on it in hindsight you have ow. kids what are you talking about Mike you're you know fine. the whole point is don't clench on the wooden thing that you're supposed to have flying out I wrote a memoir about it it's called Ow My Nuts <laughs> alright here we go they're gonna get, they get the flames going here we go to the eternal blue flame to the eternal blue flame to the eternal blue flame So there's six people in the car. Oh, and you can see, listen to the sound effects. You can hear like 15 different. That was a wet fart. I think I've got one. There's six people in the car and they're pulling their pants out. Oh my god! So this is in the middle of the the rage, like during the craze of people. Uh, blue flaming it. Yeah. Well, they were going to call this movie Blue Flame the movie, and they just ran out of stuff. And they said, well, why don't we just throw that scene in Joy of Sex, and yeah. no one will be the one. We it's- had the Wacky Bandit, a book called The Joy of Sex. We have a fucking movie right here. Yeah, I Build it around the Blue Flame. There's a chapter about letting your own farts in The Joy of Sex. It's after foreplay, but before intercourse. Five it's it's to clear your ass out of farts before sex. That's really important. Yeah. That's really... Hey, kids... If you're listening, fart. Take take a two three minute break before sex, and just get your farts out. Maybe do some lunges, a little bit of light yoga. Make it a game. Get yeah. A, get a uh, lighter. Have like a a bit of warm coffee right was, before, and just lean into it. I just Google this, and it turns out this was the movie in the scene that inspired the Bengals' uh, classic hit, Eternal Flame. Wow. Yeah. Joy of sex. Fart scene. Yeah, there you go. Oh, well, and what are you there looking? You look at your phone like that's authority. What is? What is that? I, it's right. It is correct. You can oh, look you it up yourself, looking, man. It's right. Well, just look up. If so you, this I scene Googled was inspired flame, by uh, endless and love. There, well, I just had it. It made a connection, man. <laughs> to the turtle flame. Yeah, yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, the flame still burns. Yeah. <clears throat> Inspiration. I mean, I mean, that's what art is about. Small man. world in the '80s, man. 
Well, the bad girls probably like live next door. Ooh. The song is different though. This song, the theme song, sounds different. Oh, she's reading in her diary. Let's uh, listen. Oh, the, now the indoor pool, of course. That's a good splash. Good splash sound. Well, they're in the, the the high school pool. Did you All guys right, have here we go, ladies' pool, gym. Pool? Oh yeah, this something is might happen. My dad's been telling me teenage boys want just one thing. Look at that girl reading in the back. Like she's not creeping at all the other girls. Yeah, yeah. that's that's pre-lesbian. Uh, I'm just reading a magazine thing. in the girls' locker room with you girls. Is that Tilly coming to visit? Mine just calls it the curse. Elaine, that book's upside down. <laughs> all right, Barracutas. I don't think I've seen this part, Carl. I think this is where I tuned out. Well, they hoot and holler with the horny guy stuff, and then when the authority figure comes up, they all shut up, and then they're back to hooting and hollering. That's this is the worst fashion joke. week ever. Oh, wow. If models just had to do it, to hubba, people can't calling them the entire time. Hubba. Oh, there's the coach, yeah. Here, here, honey, have a towel. Yeah, cover up your shoulders. Cover up those blades. Oh, this is exciting. I've never seen this scene. So they get to do the triple Lindy? What? Is she wearing a gown? She's pregnant. There's a pregnant That's scene. Right. They're oh. Talking They're talking shit about her. I was wondering. I was like, this, this girl dresses like my mom to the pool. Maybe they like ran out of ideas and they were just watching one after school special after another and just said, we need to get a foreign exchange student. What are all the dangerous things that happen to teens? Foreigners come in, people get pregnant, start thinking about sex. All of a sudden they're lighting farts. You know, all these kids. But you know what? They had the big body cars to... So you didn't have the small interior. Then you can get gas poisoning. Well, there was six dudes in there and they were lighting their own farts. So that's pretty impressive. Nowadays, people are so fat that like there would be four people at most. And also, it would be an Uber driver. The Uber driver would not let you do that. Oh, yeah. But then like, they get a charge like $250 if you Do you remember it? What's that? This is the B story setup. Do you okay. remember it? Oh, yeah. are we back to cancer? Yeah, I do remember. No, this is teen pregnancy. Right, they're going to talk to a newscaster. Right, she's getting kicked out of school because she's pregnant. And right. You know, it's showing. You know, I successfully sued my school when they kicked me out uh, for being pregnant. Because one's that I was just fat. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, so, yeah, they lost that one. It was your birthing exercise in the middle of the class. Well, my water broke. They, uh, they, they, that's what they kicked me Yeah, well, your water broke like, like eight joke. times that semester. So. What's that? The school's getting busted because of the narcs now. Oh, I see. It's, in the, it's all in the background. These self-absorbed teenagers don't notice it. Right, are talking about the pregnancy. It's kind of funny. This is pretty broad. This is oh. broad humor, as it were. Football uh, players and, you know, random amount of padding. Broad. <laughs> that's sexist. What's that? You called her a pretty broad. Oh, that's great. Well, I, I call Football women. players still tackling each other, even though they have yeah. no bottom pads on. This is great. It's total chaos right now. Oh, and they're fighting the cops. Hey! You know, the great thing about this Paramount movie is they shot that probably in their stu- in the studio, right? At the Paramount Studios. On a lot. Yeah, on yeah, a lot. And then they go, that's great. Let's put it in this movie. And you know what? It wasn't. It came up short. Sorry, Jenna. 
Sure. I want to Dear put my in this world, and it's got to be more than a wet spot in somebody's back seat. She's so horny. You can't really... I guess... Oh, I, I was thinking maybe she kept something moist in her back pocket, but <coughs> that makes more sense. Maybe she took a muni bus. Yeah. This uh, actually ends with a funny joke, Mike, if you remember it. You see yeah, the urinal I, there? Yeah, they got the so urinal. Well, it was wacky glued. Oh, okay. I thought that was a, like, modern art piece. Or it was just some poster that was, you know, oddly realistic in 3D. Well, he he has his office uh, behind the toilet. Is this a pre-Ghostbusters, Ernie Hudson? Yeah. This is 84, so Ghostbusters. But this movie was released late, I guess. It, Ghostbusters was 84, too. It was yeah. around that time, yeah. He did a... You see, if he was there opposite, like, Belushi... Well, it would have been a different film. It would have been kind of cool, though, because he would have had... Uh, yeah. Because John Belushi was supposed to do Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's right. And, and Peter Vinkman, to? too. So Bill Murray got... Uh, oh, he's doing the Vinkman role. Yeah. Totally less suave, though. He would have been like, you know. He, yeah. he would have been John Belushi. But then so. Vinkman doesn't get... Fucking John Belushi doesn't bang Sigourney Weaver. He could. He could. It is a science fiction movie. Do you remember this dude. joke, Mike? Here's the joke. He hears him peeing in it. Oh, here's Pete. Oh, with the, of course, the sound effects of this movie, it must have been like a really good Strong stream. So, it, it had John Belushi not overdosed the weekend after accepting this movie role in Joy of Sex, he would have appeared in Ghostbusters. If he was not offered I the role. I don't know about that, yeah. but if he hadn't have died, yeah. yeah, he was slated to be in with Dan Aykroyd. I mean, it makes perfect sense. No, we, we're, we're all agreeing that he died because of this movie. He was and, off of this role. And, and we really you know... With the internet? And it's just like Bill Murray from Sofia Coppola movie fame. That would be a weird thing to say. Oh, Bill Murray, he's the guy that appears in all those Wes Anderson, Anderson movies. movies. Yeah. <laughs> Garfield. Yeah, he's, he's known for Garfield. <laughs> that, yeah. That would be his... Oh, too bad. Well, he's not known for the last seven movies he made. Maybe, did you guys see Rock the Casbah in the theater, or did you see it uh, at the Revival House? It was good in coffee and cigarettes. Right, was, coffee and cigarettes? The uh, coffee and cigarettes was good, yeah, but that was like a scene they shot in 1985. Yeah. I like the Bill Murray does the parts where it's like, I'm going to appear for seven minutes, not do stuff very funny, but be weird enough that people are like, that guy is really funny. As well, a character, what was the line off in, screen in Space Jam, where you, Bill Murray, what are you doing here? That was a good, yeah, that was a good Bill Murray. I got it. The, the Teamsters uh, drove me. Was it that? Yeah, I think that was the line. I, I remember him saying, "Like I'm a friend of one of the producers." Oh yeah, right, right, right. Classic Murray. Belushi could have done Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, right. Had it not been for the joy of sex. Okay, so speaking of joy of sex. This this newscaster will do the story about the pregnant teenager, but he thinks her friend is promoting it is uh, older. That's what I didn't get. It's like my friend is a pregnant teen. Oh well, babe, why don't you meet at a hotel? We could talk about possibly doing a story on the news. And then he's like, "You're what? A teenager? Yeah, well, no shit, right? Why would I'm gonna send my 21 year old friend? Come yeah, on. right. My mom will come over." When has massaging a stranger ever worked? It works. It's platonic to the... Uh, 1984, according to this movie. <laughs> Joy of Sex, yeah. Platonic Massages, yeah, Chapter yeah. 2. Well, she really accepted that kiss for the, for the pull-away. Yeah, I remember, this is when Pepe Le Pew 
moves were like still not considered, you know, yeah. assault. Let me chase her for 27 yeah, minutes. She'll come around. Well, she went into the bathroom. And we're the guests. They're the breaks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so there's the, the skeevy business manager of the bar. Here, give a kid a drink. Well, hey, about it's time, what you car. said, Mike. He goes, this kid can't be here. This is a bar. And he goes, okay, well, we could do the school dance somewhere else. And then he goes, hold on, kid. Sit down. <laughs> oh, he get wants to have the school. A drink. They're going to have the school dance at the bar? Yeah. It's a social, maybe not a school dance. Yeah, it's going to be. Okay, here's the guy on TV who's the reporter. Right. And he's, he's in there to do a story about the pregnant girl. Right. Pregnant teenager but our girl. Our heroine, who wants to get laid, is trying to screw him. So she's, oh, well, this is the story of Dennis Richmond's life right here. Yeah. Oh, KTVU <laughs> News. Yeah. People like that pathetic bellboy. Yeah, so, uh, Carl, what, what uh, tri state newscaster does this guy remind you of? Being so handsome, famous. I'll die for him. I. Adubato? Who? Who? I don't know. I'm just we're the news maybe. <laughs> you guys wouldn't know that. Like you're in the you're in the. You know, we have a disco. yeah, but I'm trying to I'm trying to build my jargon. So whenever I talk to somebody from the tri-state area, I'll be like, oh, this guy knows what's going on. What is he, Tony Dida? And you know we'll have banter. <laughs> what was that IUD? Yeah, the joke here is she's about to get laid. It's gonna really happen. So she's trying to put in a diaphragm. That's the joke. That's the old at. school IUD. So that's a that's one of those one-time usage things. Well, yeah, when it gets stuck on the wall, you can't really like. No, a diaphragm is like it goes around the cervix and blocks like a condom would. Yeah, and it's yeah. Reusable, wash it out. You can almost oh. call it a female condom, but. Oh, so that's what the female condom. Yeah. Is. Yeah. Right. It's like a I net. It was just no, like it's a, not. I mean, it's not what it is. I don't know what it feels. When I though. when I've seen the female condom, they're so big, they look like a trash can liner for a vagina. They well, that's like you would have to just use a better, better analogy. To use layperson's term. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so it's got like a big garbage bag for your vagina. But you're saying that the diaphragm is different and that it goes inside in and around the cervix or yeah. around the cervix. Uh, yes. Right. And you and it's reusable. Like you it's like a little one. bowl. Okay. By the time I got to yeah. high school, funding had been cut enough that we didn't learn that part. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just don't do it. I don't think they were used as widely uh, after All the 80s. All we could afford was a unifram. <laughs> <laughs> Things were tough. Oh, this was that so It was deep. flat. I like that he did it in a little bit of yeah. Rodney voice, yeah. too. All right, so now here comes the sexual harassment on both parts. Is she going to do it with this old guy? And then the bar lady is going to, like, assault the guy. Yeah, the bar lady is right now in the basement of this place. Uh, trying to molest uh, a high, uh, high school uh, boy. Yeah. Right. And upstairs, a prominent news reporter, local media guy, is going to sleep with the seventeen-year-old. Right. Okay. So it's just a, a hotel. lot of underage, uh, underage, overage tones going on. Yeah, and you could tell that Carl and I are dads because we're like talking about like their teenage. You guys are like, oh, cool. Get I, I don't think it's that cool. No, because it's just not me. That's yeah. why. I was, shit, man. I'm always jealous of other people having sex. I haven't had sex with a teenager since I was a teenager. Yeah, man. I don't think I ever did. Oh, really? You should return to it. It's really quite nice. Never. Uh, (laughs) Thailand. Uh-oh. It's a little awkward with the camera above them, but here they go. 
Finally, some sex. This is uh, not that joyful. Wow, this is this movie is grim for the joys of sex. Yeah, well, maybe if you're into this. Rip, the sound effect. Rip, rip, rip. Is this the teacher? Yeah. Oh, no, she's the bar. She works at the bar. She's the janitor lady at the bar. Mm. She's like... Uh, Cleaning house. She's but the thing reverse is, like, cowboy like taking a, his pants off. This is interesting. It's from a woman's perspective, right? So for her age, she's at that age, just that last minute when they get horny, finally. She looks like a hot Ray Perlman. She's pinning him down 69 style. Well, it's going for yeah, three of Perlman had a lot of weight to her. Yeah. And like a, a lot less meanness. So you're saying like Rhea Perlman plus the secretary from uh, Moonlighting, and uh, uh, I remember her. Yeah. yeah. I meant the one who was married to Danny DeVito. I guess I. That's Rhea yeah, Perlman. That's Rhea yeah. Perlman. Yeah. yeah. But on the Rhea Perlman spectrum, I was saying that she would also fall. They're no longer married. They were married for decades. Yeah, for a long yeah, time. That's right. So yeah. I didn't like it when I heard that they were splitting up. I was like, come on, you guys are the... I didn't know about that. Yeah. That's a bummer. Well, now you have uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Brad Hall as your, uh, as your go-to standard. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Is Chad Lowe and uh, Hilary Swank still married? Isn't what Madonna and no they they went downhill because she said she didn't say thank you to him uh, when she won the Oscar. That is absolutely correct. And then then like a year later they were divorced. Huh. Interesting. Oh, I didn't mean to pull that scab. (laughs) 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 Fucking everything up, Spiegelman. A little awkward. (laughs) Spiegelman. Sorry, I forgot. Our fifth guest here today is Chad Lowe. I apologize. Quietly masturbating in the corner. I forgot to say thank you to him at first. She turns on this industrial fan. I think I Twitter follow a... I think I Twitter follow you. Chad Lowe? I think so. Is this some guy talking about Gamergate? (laughs) Oh, I tried to. I tried to harass a chair. Oh, is there just a a fan blowing at some... Yeah. Oh, that's always good. It's always good for clothing. It makes a scene, otherwise it's awkward. No, he says to her, I'm, I'm really hot, can you please turn on the fan? And she gets up to do it, and then he disappears. But the fan is super strong. This guy's grabbing his dick the whole time. And speaking of famous divorces, uh, I, I forgot about recently, uh, just, uh, yeah, Will Arnett and Amy Poehler are no longer married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know for about a few that. years ago. I didn't yeah. know about that. Yeah, I was, I was a little... yeah there, was a, there was a little bit of a comedy fan uh, shipping that was going mm-hmm. on where a lot of people were hoping because she was appearing on Louie at the time mm-hmm. uh, that there was something going on with her and Louie everybody man yeah. everybody but apparently it's a their fucking business it's her she's she's in it with another comic now mm-hmm. oh really yeah and Will yeah. Arnett's you know probably doing just fine yeah he has Netflix so that's good. yeah it's another glue scene oh nice uh, See, she loses it here. I thought she was going to get all, like... She kind of loses her Ooh, cool. Oh, Sticky had, Bandit yeah. killed a kid. Here, I'm going to sing a song. Him into a Here's skeleton. the song for the soundtrack for the uh, for the sex ed teacher. So you had a that bad day. That is super day. close. <laughs> yeah, that's super close. Oh, she oh. had a bad day. Everyone's laughing like this is funny. This is not funny. Oh, no, this we'll is like know. thousands of dollars. Hey, I've obtained a delightful film on the reproductive system of the horny toe. Please be advised that this material will be covered in Friday's quiz. So she picks the projector and it's super glued, and the crowd laughs. People don't laugh like that. 
After after two things, you stop laughing, and you're just like, oh, she's having one of her worst it's days. It's like, we know it's glued. We're going to wait for her to touch it, and then we're all going to laugh as a group. Yeah. So they all know the Wacky Bandit. Wacky Glue Bandit, yes. All right, so they, everybody knows who he is, basically. It's not revealed yet. But, but they, they know who they it know is. They know everything's all glued down. These kids are complicit. I'm calling it. I don't know. All right, so they have to rip off the uh, ledge. Wait a second, he's totally right. They know who it is. They have to. I don't yeah. remember learning who it is. Do you, Mike? No, I don't. I don't think it's. I've never thought it was revealed. It's like Godot. It's like the Samuel yeah. Beckett part of this movie. <laughs> Martha Coolidge. That's why she kept her name on the film. Yeah, right. So she that, said, "Oh, it's it. our tour thanks streets to the, in this one." Thanks okay. to. The, so here they're going to put on a film about reproductive system of the horny toad. Of the horny toad. Uh oh. Oh, stag oh, film. It's a stag film because he's a cowboy. <laughs> There's some side boob right there. Oh, there we go. Yeah, some booby, but That's it's part the of it. First bit of boob. But it's in a in a film about sex, and now they're actually Michael having sex. You, yeah. Yeah, we would not see pornography or sex, so we would wait for a film like this to get a glimpse in a movie theater one time of like side of a boob. Mm-hmm. Like whoa. Yeah. It's it that kind of dark day. It's that softcore porn where they're actually having sex, but you can't really see any vital uh, parts, so right. it looks like they're not. That's right. Maybe they weren't. Where it's touching. They weren't in that scene. Okay, so she's complaining to the principals. Where's nobody understands. Post, get a grip on yourself. <laughs> Oh, check it out. I thought that was the appropriate time he could have like slapped her, thrown water on her. She's losing her cool. Does Ernie Hudson get any in this movie? No, he's like vehemently against it. Ah, he's backed up. All right. Yeah. That's why he wears a three-piece suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This movie's unrealistic. You're right. Be all over it. It definitely looks like they shot it at a school. I mean, it's. Alright, so he's like, go back in there and. Soldier? From this angle, it looks like they are getting it on. No, no, no. Is he supposed to be a parody? He just released her like a curling ball. Women. Do you remember the story of the uh, the principal with the the baseball bat? Yeah, that was Joe. Oh, that's uh, Lean on Me. Lean on Me, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. HNIC. It was with Jim Belushi. That was after this movie, right? That guy was after 84? The principal? Okay, well, yeah. the, the principal pr- was a real person in Patterson, New Jersey, but this one with John, Jim Belushi was like a, you know, a pretend movie. What year was the Patterson? Do you remember what year the Patterson principal was? No, but the thing is, when the story came to the fore, was like way after it really happened. It might have been like 73, 74, something like that. He cleaned up his school. He turned things around. He did something good. But I mean, it got blown up. It turned into a movie. And meanwhile, everyone's still in poverty. Right, yeah. Something happened with that school recently also. I know nothing about it, but I just know it was the school that was based on the Morgan Freeman movie. Something bad. I think they got all their stuff taken away or something. I heard the Wi-Fi you have to pay. Oh, that's that's a big. You bummer. have to type in a password through a web web page browser. Boy, you're looking, trying to look something up. Okay, so she just so said, "I want to have sex." She just, no, she just admitted that the, they went on to, uh, to say that the woman who's pregnant shouldn't be kicked out, and then they the the girlfriend reveals, "Oh, you jerk! 
she's going to die. So she wants to do something good before she dies. And so it's revealed. Now the parents know. You see, they're calling the doctor. And the uh, doctor says, she's not going to die. It was benign. Right. Well, which is what I was saying like an hour ago. That's what they, the doctor said. Yeah, but she's worried now about her bones. Now she learns that she's not going to die. Now, it doesn't make sense. That's something, I mean, look at where we are in the movie. It's like a, we got a ways to go. So why would the whole premise of the movie get ruined now? Well, we have, I don't get it. Well, I mean, the description in this movie has always been a, 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 woman, a young girl mistaking a fatal disease, wants to lose her virginity. But this is not, right. that's like a plot to this movie. There's tons of other plots in this movie. <laughs> With Take equal weight, I guess. I see your point. I mean, I would say this movie is about young kids face their, you know, question. The problem their- is they didn't have enough time. Ideally, in this, if it were remade for now, it would be a miniseries. Yeah, this would be a Netflix film, and there would be like the Wacky Glue Bandit episode, and mm. the backstory for that. Because this is basically, I would describe. They need a good eight hours for this book. And this here's the description of the movie: the Wacky Glue Bandit attacks uh, Santa Monica School, uh, causing yes. sexual tensions. Oh wow! Because yeah. what makes stuff stickier in your average everyday life than you know, in jackass? Mike, you know what this movie is about? It's about 132 minutes. Uh, it's about 132 minutes. 132 minutes? 132 minutes? Two hours and 10 Wait, minutes? it's an hour and 32 minutes? That's 90 It's an hour, minutes. yeah, it's 90 oh, Okay, minutes. that would make a lot yeah. more. If you got two hours and 10 minutes. You're still watching this with us. Thank you so much. I can tell you it's a one hour, 12 minutes, and 27 seconds. So we're all synced. We're checking out the 80s fashions out on the uh, schoolyard. Collar pop. High ponytails. ponytails, that's big. That's like a man top. Oh, she doesn't even have the sleeve on. She has like pre-man bun, yeah. Maybe she's doing a drag king uh, routine. Mm-hmm. By Here's the way, up. Mike, um, National Lampoon National paid, Lampoon. Paid, a quarter, paid a quarter million dollars to have their name removed from this. So it wasn't National Lampoon's joy. No kidding. <sighs> So was and this after the movie was completed? They paid to have it removed. Yeah, it was Ooh. going to go to the theaters, and they finally said, "Okay, you know, they paid the money." And we're talking about 1984, quarter of a million. Yeah, so it was. <laughs> wow, just to not be associated. Yeah, clearly to maintain their legacy of quality movies mm-hmm. since uh, with with uh, dorm days. Yeah, they got yeah. Yeah, it's like I'm going to start Van Wilder too. And dorm days too. Which is yeah, on a yeah. There's there's a lot of uh, Humphrey and shoot. What was it called? Black like? balls. Uh, oh. There's the well, you know. Hang on. Let's 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 be clear about this. National Lampoon. We we're talking about a gentleman named Matty Simmons who actually owned the National Lampoon, but at one point, he sold it, and the mm-hmm. name was bandied around, and you mm-hmm. could just purchase the National Lampoon name mm-hmm. for your movie, and that's the later day. But mm-hmm. before that happened, you had films like this, which is going to be their next movie, and yeah. then they pulled out... Uh, less, I also they pulled out. I, uh, if you ever one saw of the, joys of sex. the X-Men movie, the last one, Wait. Annihilation... Uh, they have the. Character. I believe that was Apocalypse. Apocalypse, whatever. Apocalypse. Something bad. But it was. <laughs> they walk out of a movie theater and it says Empire Strikes Back, and then Up the Academy. Up the Academy was a national was an actual movie directed by Robert Downey Sr. Uh, and it was Mad Magazine presents Up the Academy, and I saw it in the theater with uh, uh, Boris Carl. Mm. I saw it with Boris, 
and his right. mom because it was an R-rated movie. And it was such a bad movie that uh, Mad Magazine pulled their name off of it. Like, future copies, they took mm. the Alfred E. Newman character out. A main, a main actor took his name off the credits. Wow. So, yeah, that has happened before. Sorry, Robert yeah. Downey Sr. Putney, nope. Putney, nope, yeah, so funny, so it's great. That's on YouTube, by the way. That's a well, lot of his films are on YouTube. He popped up in Paul Thomas Anderson movies, so I think everything balances out. Yeah, he would. Yeah, it wasn't a good movie. That yeah. up the yeah. it wasn't his best. The Pound, the one where everyone acts like dogs, hmm. it's not on YouTube. I checked, hmm. but a couple of his films are. All right, so here they are walking around Santa Monica. Whoa, oh. we're talking serious desperation here, Alan. A book on celibacy. That's totally against the joy of sex mm. yeah you know it's interesting uh, the Steve Harvey Think Like a Man and it the authors show up mm-hmm. uh, and and he's not that into you Greg Barron shows up in a role but the I wonder if the author Eric Comfort of the joy of sex makes a cameo in this movie hmm his name is Comfort. Isn't that kind of cool? Like I wrote Joyous Sex. Comfortable Sex. Mm. Comfort Sex. There was a book like The Joy of Jogging or The Jogging Handbook and it was James Fit. And I've had sex on a comfort. Yeah, that guy, his heart exploded, right? Yeah, right. That's, uh, yeah. So here's the Yeah, big what's dance. the best place to have sex? A fucking comforter. You're right, Carl. That's a great point. This is the, the bar now, and they're at their social. So the high school social is at the bar. Is at the bar. <laughs> what, is, what is this town doing? They're against sex, but they want these kids drinking at a young age? Look how large that place is. Do you really think that's the same place that we're at? That looks like a nice uh, Swiss benevolent order of antelopes. <laughs> Paul. This is like, yo... The continuity person of this movie should be shot. They shot this at the Longfellow's building. <laughs> this is like, yeah, selling the bar looks like a, a banquet hall or, or a movie set. They're all dancing. I want to hear the music. That's actually the rap party. <laughs> they just, yeah, right. He doubled this. They tricked it. That's killer tunes. Hey, those, those kids are not... Their dance is not appropriate for the music that's going on. Well, here, let's see. A little boogie. Well, they didn't have the music probably on set. Yeah. No, they probably played like some real music. And yeah, but they get the clearance. Something in the, something in the, the wrong Yeah, this rhythm. is when, when uh, We'll Fix It in Post doesn't mm-hmm. work out. <laughs> they originally played National Lampoon's Lemming soundtrack. And yeah. They had to pull that. <laughs> This is almost like stock footage. So no one talks to her after she embarrasses herself, or like? Mm. Uh, no, no. She, this is the scene in which she realizes she loves the guy who she hasn't tried for. You know, the one guy she thought it was his fr- her friend, and. And that guy is, but, but that guy's the asshole from Bachelor Party, right? The no, rich no, that guy was an old boyfriend of hers. He, he was tangential. Oh, I see. <clears throat> Freaks brought a bunch of suits. Okay, see, he's drinking and he's a Muslim, right? And he yeah. goes, We do it all the time in our country. There's another scene in this movie in which he talks about reincarnation. 
So it just shows you the people who wrote this film and the director who shot it and stuff, they knew nothing about Islam and, no. you know, to think that they believe in reincarnation. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a little... Uh... Hey, but they got the carpet right when he was praying on the carpet. And they were like, these people enjoy carpets. So that's something. That's progression. And they do mention Mecca every now and again. Yeah, so it's not necessarily a long duck dawn. Well, I don't know. He's praying in a Mecca at 3 in the afternoon in Pacific Standard Time. You know, still, there's a sun out there. That's not the same time. That. Hey, Mike, we're just asking them to try. We're not asking them to accomplish. It's eight hours. Eight hours different. All right. And do people do that? They like uh, whatever time. Well, whatever. I'm just, I'm being ignorant. God, Mike. Yeah, Sorry. Sorry to all our Farouk-like yeah. viewers. Party going. See, now she's not going to die. Right, she's not going to die. Not trying. Right. So why is she? They broke the premise of the film. I don't think there was anything going with that storyline at all. It was just they. It's to get her out there. I just think get this... her searching. Get her searching. I mean, this movie is good. I mean, uh, for a teen sex comedy from the eighties, it is. Uh, a little more grounded and uh, a little more real, uh, and and the, not much nudity in it, but it's fine. It's not too gratuitous, but kind of there's not much story. You're to rating it. all these as a positives. To the, <laughs> yeah, to well, the it is less positive. titties, more story. She's gonna drink the alcohol now. You like it? Very fun. Well, a movie like Loose Screws has so many titties in it. It just became numbing. Like I thought I was about to die or something, and I was just flashing back. So. Uh, it's, it's there's like 57 tips in it 57 of them oh wow that's unfortunate gonna have to look up yeah. it's on YouTube too many that's a Steve Martin joke I didn't really make up that joke uh, Homer says that too when Homer goes to spring break in Florida Steve Martin he says Marge I saw 13 boobs one of them was Mr. Burns right Okay, now this is the woman who is popping off about how he better lay his hands off me. I'm not doing anything for a raise. You'll okay. see what she's going to do. She's going to seduce him? Okay, look. Now, see, she's getting loose. Like, remember you said she never... Huh. Must be the Christmas day. And this guy grabs her, straight up grabs her boot. <laughs> That's great! Right on TV! Yeah, <laughs> That's so bad. Guys, uh, help me out here. Uh, what's your favorite scene from this movie? It's tough. I'd have to say the chainsaw to the Venus de Milo might have been uh, pretty far up there. Because the, the teacups is what made it. Okay, that's that a, a man. always involve boobs. Is this a man or a lady? A uh, man. Shy, he's very shy. See, he's looking down. Oh, boobs. There's only boobs in passing. Okay. That's all right. It's on YouTube. That's another thing about this show. We actually saw boobs on YouTube. It's one hour and 22 minutes into this film. Yeah, Kins. You name it, I can get it. Oh, there's Mushroom, the drug dealer. Hey, mellow out, I knew guys like Mushroom in my high school. Really? Yeah, guys. Yeah, the one had the big, big, big nose. You know what I'm talking about. I know guys that uh, <laughs> sort of were like the Mushroom of weapons in high school. 
guys, I don't know if you know, I went to high school with Mike, so we both know who were the dealers in our high school. Well, we went different years, uh, for sure, so we kind of knew generationally who the dealers were, because it was always a constant How, how much younger? I, I was born in 66, what about you? 68. <coughs> so, okay, uh, yeah, so you were my junior two years. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we might have missed some. Uh... Uh, here's okay, the now here's some drugs in high school. Well, not necessarily, but I did know kids who did a lot of mushrooms and got a lot of mushrooms. All right. Which is really weird. Did one, for of, high them, one of them have a very large nose? Well, is there a story to that? I don't remember. We don't have to mention names. See, that's the thing. I don't want to mention names, but yeah. I do. Do you see what happened to poor Ernie Hudson right now? The wacky glue uh, yeah. bandit finally got his ass. The pants off him. Yeah. Oh, no. Wait, the other... You guys can't see the screen? Yeah, we're, well... Two of them can. I can't. Yeah, we have a fourth chair. We just can't see it. Yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at it from this. I'm Basically, the whole movie's been nothing but side boob. Of the movie. <laughs> so, okay. yeah. yeah, he's been watching, yeah. yeah. See, if I uh, do it full screen, then Paul can record, uh, get a backup copy. Oh, yeah. and, uh, well, it's just the way it was turned, the way screen's turned, but I'm, yeah. I'm not complaining, really. Okay. This is, no, I, you didn't, now you're right. Oh, wow. Now, now I gotta look at this dude. Now you gotta watch this movie. Something Come on, I need you to rip jokes, Dave. Minutes ago. Yeah, thank goodness, man. It's no, this is a, low, a slow crawl. She's like a pre Tia Carrera. Tia Carrera? Yeah. She's a Priya Carrera. Yeah, that's right. The singer from Wayne's World. <laughs> Another I Wayne's love World. she's about to do everything she said Excuse she was It's the wrong room. Colleen Campson, Wayne's World. That's right, she is. I just watched her recently. Yeah. Seven that's Joe Unger. That's, there's Joe Unger. Where? Who's Joe Unger? Guy this in guy? The orange cat or orange jacket, I think. Oh, wow. I think that's him. And he was in... Yeah, he's got face. an angular face, and yeah, that's him. Well, he's in a comedy now. He's being yeah, funny. He's... he's one movie where he doesn't get killed by a chainsaw. Well, he wasn't killed by the chainsaw. He's one of the family. Oh, even worse. Yeah, that's him. No mistaking him. See, like, this movie has such a heavy sound effect in the background. Heavy sound edit to it. Like, you hear that? You can hear conversations in the background. Chew it. The levels on it are interesting. He's wearing a lampshade. Well, uh, you know it's a party. Yeah, it's a gag. Oh, so this is this is what happens when you okay a high school party at a bar that has a hotel above it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's exactly right. It's an enabler to the script, of course. So is this their prom? Is this just a random? It's a social. It's not even the prom. So we're talking middle of the school year here. Yeah, this is like a f- f- March. Wow. Are you going to the dance? Yeah, and they're already doing stuff at bars and getting laid spots. This is, yeah. This is too quick. Uh oh, they're gonna kiss. Oh. My dentures. Oh, the braces. Wow. Every time I go to kiss That's my wife, I get like a little electric shock, and then I found out she's got this, like nine volt battery thing. She does. <laughs> it's called the taser, Carl. This guy, is, his nuts looks like his nuts are fried. Oh, we changed the music. I know a good place to park. I'll park anywhere in a Mercedes. All right, everyone's hooking up at this party. We're going to the hotel room. 
that kook Farouk? He's drinking. There's nothing. Yeah. I own Max. So many nothings. See, only in Donald Trump's America could that happen. You know, teenagers in hotel rooms, that's just awkward. What is that tie thing he has? A cravat or something? What is that? That's a cravat, yeah. But I think Freddie did that in, in, in Scooby-Doo. But it's also uh, in combination with like the... Is it almost like a, oh, it's a, a Boy it's Scout? A yeah, it kind of looks okay. Boy Scoutish, or there's some sort of Royal Canadian Mountie thing going on. Because he has a hat tied to yeah. around his neck. Yeah, the hat makes me think it's like a Mountie type deal. Uh, he liked a Mountie. TV and her. All right, so they finally found a room that has a door open. Yeah, they just, that's actually true. They're just roaming the halls. Right, they just went to the... The door was open, I think. Oh, uh, here comes the cops. Wait a minute, you're having a high school party at a bar with a hotel above it? Yeah. May I speak with Ernie, please? Come on, Mushroom. It's amazing. This is where I play the music. Bonga, bonga, bonga. It's a raid. The most angering thing is this is all happening right above the the party. This is like Zeitgeist. You ever been there? They have a they have a hotel Utah. It's like a bar within. They have a hotel above there. Oh, do they? Is that a real hotel above it? Well, hotel Utah. Yeah, I had a friend that lived in that hotel for a long time. Oh wow. There's a residence in there, but like uh, Zeitgeist has a bar above yeah, it. Hotel so they, Utah is a dark spot. It is a dark spot. It's, it's seedy. It's still around, which is great because friend uh, works there. But they have a, so there's, is it residents to live in the hotel or can? I have no idea. Because like if the idea, well, the, if a bar has a hotel, you can drink so much. Mm. Or if you hook up on a one night stand, you could just go upstairs and, you know, pass out or have fuck, or fuck and have, have fuck. fuck. Have fuck. Have fuck. <laughs> you want to have fuck, lady? We go room. Have some fuck. Well, you get a room to have fuck, right? I mean, you just go. Oh, no thanks, oh. man. It's called no, the joy of sex, No lunch Mike. for me. Yeah. I just had some fuck earlier. I'm a little bit full. Have joy, joy, joy of sex. Uh, me love joy of have fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, there are uh, pandemonium sound effects in the background. <laughs> oh, he even has the gun thing. Oh, yeah. It is a costume. Maybe because he's in like a glee club or something. They're going to do it, guys. No, but isn't this uh, Melanie Griffin want to be in a costume, too? He's Yeah, the she's a flapper. Oh, he's the he's oh. See, Mike, I remember when I saw this and he glues the door, I thought it was just like a joke of the film. Like, wacky glues in the... He's the gluer. Oh, and now he's going to... This, this is ominous. I don't like the... I don't like I don't where like, this is going. I don't like that at all. Listen, this is so... How, how did, did you lose your virginity? Well, yeah, he, that guy uh, is planning on having a lot of fuck. That's what's happening. Yeah, he's going to have a lot of fuck. Okay, have fuck. So here's a virginity. At first, got to super glue the door, the hotel door. That is not good. you got to wash your hands afterwards, too, because you're going to get that wacky glue everywhere. Oh, yeah. She doesn't seem to... Wait up, what's the, the the pants combo makes this even more odd. He has like a Aladdin pants. I don't know what he's just trying to do. Like they don't they don't mention that it's California, but it's not like it's something local. 
Her, the main character's name is Leslie Hindenburg. Leslie, Leslie Hindenburg. Yeah, it was well, that's considering how this. Well, she's a blimp. That's why. Yeah, considering how this uh, movie crashed disaster, and burned. Yeah. Oh, look at this! It stops right when they were about to do it. Wow, oh, not much payoff. But good, good uh, credit music. Uh, the joy Joe of tease. Joe Longer in the credit. Yeah, Joe Longer. Yeah, she's been he in other in, movies. He was in Odd Couple. Oh, the TV show. Robert Prescott. Was that one of the guys that murdered his wife? Wow, so there you go. What a tease. No, they, they, they stop right before they actually do Well, when they're doing it. Sort of like in the Wayne's World 2, when Wayne's stock happens during the end credits. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Melanie May- Mayrink, who played no Leslie. She nice. was also- Wow, Nancy Cartwright was key grip. Ah. She was in a lot of 80 movies, and I'm surprised I missed her, but she was in like The Legend of Billie Jean. Oh, but she was working. Yeah. That's what they were saying. Or was it... She was the first girl to break into Best Boy. Huh. Really? Isn't that a... Best work? Isn't that like a saying in movies? Like the best it is, boy? yeah. Best Boy and Best Boy Grip. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Well, I reckon... No, that... I, thought that, I thought it was a real fact. She broke oh. down the glass ceiling. Too. <laughs> I recognize your female lead. She was uh, in Revenge of the Nerds. She was Judy. Oh, oh right. She yeah. looks like a Judy. Yeah. yeah. She was a female nerd. Colleen Camp, though. I love Colleen Camp. I'm always happy to see a movie with her in that. Yeah. Uh, wow. So you that, love Colleen Camp? Yeah, man. That, well, that was the worst two months of my life at 16 years old. Here's the sound of the music credits from Joey Harrison, The Speedsters, Don't Say Love, performed by Joey Harrison, The Speedsters, Made for Each Other, performed by Joey Harrison, The Speedsters, Dreams, no credits. Wow. So that music's pretty terrible. Uh, but I want to thank you guys so much. Uh, mean Dave, yeah. great to have you here in the thank studio. Thank you, man. Thank you. Man. Just killing some time. Good to meet you guys. Good to meet you too. Yeah, Carl, uh, what's uh, going on for people in the tri-state area if they want to catch comedian Carl? Well, the next important thing is coming up April 22, Saturday night, Greenwich Village Comedy Club. Greenwich I think Village. that um, Louis C.K. needs near it. Huh. Yeah, I heard he, uh, he's walked by there once. Because it's on its way to the one that's on his show all the time. Yeah. Like that's the only reason that comedy club's on that block at all, is because the one that was on TV was this. So that'll be April 22, and I'm sure you'll all lined up. All right, so go to Greenwich Village to see Carl perform on April 22nd. Uh, FC, where can people see you or check you out? Wherever they open their heart right, and their mind. Go. All right. To something better. <clears throat> Guys, great to have you guys here. Carl, thank you so much for being on the phone this whole thing. Thank you. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the show. Keep supporting uh, MuniRadio.fm. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube.blogspot.com. And, of course, on iTunes, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Thank you guys so much. We're going to pl- uh, play us out. Uh, Carl's going to play us out with the theme song. Goodbye, everyone. Let's watch Follow me now.
Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song. I I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. With Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. With Mike Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives to smoke it. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com This is Tusha Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fine dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak ceiling. Yes. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. Thank you. 
do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S., from Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruitFruitHot.com, JankyTown.org, Brooke Heineken, Fervor Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. 
We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato. Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a tomato produce company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs, 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Moms Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips, and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great, because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. It's not business. It's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com Doing it. I know we all thought that they couldn't. But here's the thing, right? I just want people, all I care about now is people sticking to their beliefs. If you believe something, go fuck it all the way, right? Don't half-ass it. That's why I think if they want to try to prevent Muslims, they want less Muslims in the country, fine. Have the Muslim ban, but you have to allow Muslim women to get abortions. Like, that's just, no one's talking about the Muslims coming in vaginally. Like, that's straight up. They're, they're, they're coming here. They're getting, they're, they're getting citizenship. Like, <laughs> if they really believe that shit, that's how they got to do it, man. I'm sorry. Like, that's... 
That's the way it's coming. I'm changing. This whole administration is changing my political beliefs, man. It really is. Like, even I'm changing. I used to be big anti-gun guy, like, really big. But now I'm not. Like, now I think maybe we should have guns just because I don't want to be the only person, like, showing up to the revolution with a super soaker. Like, that's why. All right, I'm you sorry, guys. Like, that's got to be at the end of our mic, though. That's going to do nothing against drones. I'm Ian, we got to cut you off, baby. It's I'm the end of the mic. Va Valerie, Valerie. It's the end of the mic. Valerie, it's I got to bump you. I'm sorry. It's the end of the mic. <laughs> I have the power now. <laughs> I, there can only be one. Talking about uh, cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. No, no. This is Kusha Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for near fun every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. That was the Six Sad Open Mic with Valerie and friends. I'm still learning everybody's name. I'm kind of new on the San Francisco scene. My name is David Stolowitz. And stay tuned next for Occult Oubliette. Tonight's topic, Satanism. <laughs> Pam had too much to drink tonight. 
Um, so yeah, why not? Let's jump right into it. Let me just make sure all my mic stuff is working right. Looks pretty good so far. Sound good? Yeah, okay. So, um, Satan, the Prince of Darkness. Everybody loves him so much. I mean, people tend to talk about Satan more than God sometimes. Even Christians, surprisingly. Um, because, you know, the thing about God is he can be all light and loving and inspirational and just and you have to come around to things eventually. But Satan, it's just like it's okay to hate him, theoretically. Um, here's the thing, though. It's like you have to acknowledge that even if you're going to have faith in God, evil is a part of the universe. And it's therefore part of God's plan. There are parts in the Old Testament where... Um, People talk about this thing. Oh, just a sec. 